Well, today I have the wonderful blessing of welcoming again to the microphone my guest host, Jim Calhoun. I'll be telling you more over the next several days of things that are happening in the background. A lot going on. And man, Jim has stepped up to the plate and said, I got you covered. I'll help you get the radio shows done. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to another edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman, though today it'll be Jim Calhoun in, in just a few moments. These past couple of weeks, I, I can assure you, have been probably one of the most stressful times that I can remember oh, in many, many years in my life and, and my wife's life. We are dealing with a lot of things that need to be taken care of. As I mentioned, there were there were two very untimely deaths that have really impacted me and have deeply, shall I say, affected me as I try to come to grips. A lot of times we don't understand why bad things happen to good people. Many of us have had to face that. I've faced it myself in my life with the loss of family, friends, and a spouse. I mean, I, I get it. I understand it. But I also know God has the ability to heal our hearts. And I remember always what St. Paul says, this life is but nothing but a vapor. Here today, and it's gone. And it's the things we do for Christ in this life that are going to be lasting. This is just the beginning. It's not the end. And I know that it's not easy for us that remain. But it is what it is, and I've come to accept that. Now, as we move forward, there's a lot of travel going on in our lives, driving and you know, trying to get things from point A to point B. And, and God has just been putting a lot of things on my heart and my mind in recent days, weeks, and even months. We finished up our project on the transmitter in Florida, a little later than I expected. And I'm excited to be getting my first emails and letters for people listening to to 9455 on the west coast of the United States, 9 o'clock Pacific time at night. And so I really appreciate you letting me know that you listen. We're still trying to decide what, what are the best times and frequencies. Are we doing things that are not being beneficial? And so... That's why when I keep asking you to send me an email, bob at truththenumber2ponder.com, I'm not building up an email list to bug you. I just need to know. I want to make sure that we are maximizing all the gifts and support you have been giving this radio program as we're getting close to, what, 20 months really soon, entering our 20th month very soon. So would you do me a favor? Keep us in your prayers as my wife and I are traveling and getting ready for the next thing that God has laid out for us to do. I will keep you informed, but for now, here is our guest host, my good friend, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. And it's also my pleasure to be of assistance to Bob Bierman during the time that he is so busy trying to finish a major project. I think that all of us as Christians, all brothers and sisters, need to look out for each other. And I think we need to stand in the gap whenever we're needed. And that's the main reason I'm sitting in for Bob Bierman, is I'm just standing shoulder to shoulder with him 
and so he can get a very important project done. Not just important to Bob Bierman, but I think important in the whole scheme of things as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Because I think Truth to Ponder has a very special place as far as a ministry in these troubled times. And I know that's the reason you tune in is to listen to Bob Bierman. Because I hear what you hear. We hear Bob's voice used as an instrument of God. I truly believe that. And Bob came out of retirement because he felt the need. God spoke to him, and he listened. And God spoke to me that I was supposed to help in every way possible. And I listened. Now, I would love to be a contributor. I'd love to send in money. Since my job was deemed unessential, and I lost almost all of my income, I'm still trying to rebuild. But at 60 years old, it's really hard to rebuild. And so I decided to put most of my eggs in this basket of just being of service. Because I know that if you want heat from the stove, you first have to put wood in the stove and light the match. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just putting wood in the stove, and then I'm going to light the match, and then see what happens. But it's my pleasure to come and help Bob Bierman, and it's my pleasure to do everything I can to advance the kingdom of God. I really do think it's time for us to start looking out for each other. We need to see the needs and fill the needs. I truly believe that God is speaking to each and every one of us. We just have to be still and listen. And when you hear God speaking to you, and you know how he speaks to you, he speaks to you in a very special way. I know some people think that God speaks the same way to everyone. And I don't believe that's the case. God knows his children. He knows us very well, and he knows how to communicate with us. But we need to learn how to listen. And then when we hear from God, we need to act. Sometimes it's really tough. Some of the things that God lays on our heart is extremely tough to do. But I think it's time that we did that. We look at the world and we see the world situation. And we ask ourselves, how did it get to this point? Well, I hate to say this, but I have to point the finger at me and you and everyone in the world, for that matter. Because what's happening right now was allowed to happen under our watch. Now, I realize we have this New World Order, a bunch of satanic people with where one or two of them have more money than most of the rest of the world combined. I do realize that. But I would consider their money ill-gotten gains because there's an awful lot of shenanigans and tricks going on behind the scenes. To give you an example, I remember years ago that a group of men got together and thought that if they had a bull that had a real big reputation, that they could make a lot of money off this bull. 
And so several guys got together and they syndicated this bull. Now, this was back in the 1970s. And then they put the bull up for private auction. And between these people, they pooled their money and they paid over a million dollars for this bull. The world's first million-dollar bull. Was he really a million-dollar bull? Or was he the idea of several men that got together in a back room and decided, hey, let's try to make a star out of this bull and call him a million-dollar bull. And then we'll sell his services and we'll make a lot of money. And so truly the bull wasn't any more special than any other bull. It was just the idea of these guys getting together and conspiring to make this bull something that he wasn't. And that's what happens with these quote-unquote elite people. They get together and they stack the deck in their favor. If somebody was going to go out on a lion hunt, and they took a lion and they tied his feet together and tied his mouth shut and put a rope around his neck and tied him to a post, and then a guy went up and shot the lion, and he bragged about killing this lion, what would you think of this guy? I know what I'd think of him. Well, that's kind of what the elite do. They put everything in their favor, and so they can't lose. And they make it to where we, the people, can't win. But we haven't resisted strong enough or loud enough. And it's very much time that, as Christians that we start resisting these things that are obviously satanic. Now, I know there's things in my life that I do that I resist, and sometimes I fail in my resistance. I, I understand that. But we need to have a conscious effort to support each other as we resist all of this evil that's happening in the world. And so if you do see a need, please fill it. Because the world needs you right now. The kingdom of God needs each and every one of God's children to stand up and be counted. The world situation isn't getting any better. And some of the reports that I'm hearing, I hope that I'm really wrong, but I'm hearing that we're going to have a big fuel crisis coming in about 30 to 60 days. Now, I can't verify this, and so I can't say this is true, but I do want to put it out there so you can consider your options, because if it blindsides you, well, then you have no option. So I'm not going to say act on what I'm going to say right now, but I'm going to ask you to consider it. What I've heard through the grapevine and through other talk shows, that the spot market, as far as fuel is concerned, has all been bought up. And that market is the fuel that's still available out there that hasn't been contracted. And so you pay a little bit extra for it. And so people that are low on fuel or running out of fuel as far as companies, they can go on the spot market and they'll pay a little bit more for their fuel, but they'll be able to get their fuel. Well, I've heard that the spot market doesn't exist anymore as far as having anything available. That all the fuel that's going to be refined has already been bought, and it was bought by the New World Order type money people. And what they've done is they bought the fuel to take it off the market to create an artificial shortage. 
And so the prices of fuel, I think, are going to skyrocket. Plus, I think there's going to be a very big fuel shortage. Now, there won't be really a shortage if this report is true. The fuel will be there. It'll just be in storage. And so what's happening in the world right now is very much manufactured by a group of people that consider themselves elites. And I don't know if I believe this story, but if I would have to put a percentage on it, I'd say that I think it's probably a 75% chance that this story is true. Because seeing how the world is right now and how the greed has taken over and how I think these quote-unquote elite people think they have us by the short hairs. They think they have us by the neck. They're going to squeeze. And I think that's what they're doing. And as far as the food is concerned, the same thing there. There's all sorts of shortages being manufactured. There is really not a shortage of food in the world. It all boils down to the people who process the food and the people who transport the food. I'm not talking about the truck drivers. I'm talking about the big warehouses and so forth that are owned by these great big mega corporations that simply will have a rule that the truck drivers have to be, let's say, jabbed or whatever, or they can't haul the product. They throw up a lot of roadblocks. And so technically, they're not stopping the freight from getting out. Not technically, but they throw so many roadblocks in the way that it really slows it down and creates bottlenecks. Just like what they did in California with all the container ships. They created an artificial bottleneck. And I've heard out of China is that China is actively trying to keep their people from manufacturing the parts that we need to manufacture some of our computers and automobiles and things like that. So we have an awful lot happening behind the scenes in the darkness that we don't know about. Now we get glimpses of it. We hear bits and pieces. And like I say, I don't know if this is all true or not. But I want to tell everybody that I think that they at least have to have it in their mind that they have to have plan B ready for having no fuel or having to pay a very high cost for their fuel coming up within the next month or two. I'm not trying to scare everybody. I just want people to be prepared. And I know that if we're mentally prepared, we can get through the situation a lot easier than if it blindsides us. Now, there's one thing that I do know that's a true fact. And it's anecdotal because it's just my observation. But there has not been any significant moisture in the middle of the United States, at least not in central Nebraska or in Kansas for that matter, for months. The last time we had any moisture that really mattered, that wasn't just powdery snow that melted into nothing, was clear back. October 31st, Halloween night, we had a very heavy wet snow that gave us about half an inch of moisture. Since that time, 
Combined, we've had probably 12 to 15 inches of snow. But that snow has been so dry that it's only given us maybe another half an inch all the way through winter. And so while spring is here, and the old saying, April showers bring May flowers, but we've had no April showers, nor March, nor February, and there's nothing in the forecast, and everything here looks like January. Where all the grass should be coming out of dormancy, it's not, because it's freezing here every night. It's freezing the grass right to the ground. And right now, as I record this, we're on day number six of a very cold, strong, icy wind blowing off from some iceberg somewhere. And it's so cold out that I have to wear a stocking cap and gloves and two coats, just like I would in January. And here it is, April. And then I look up at the skies, and the skies are white. So there's something ominous going on here in the central part of the United States. And I think that we're going to see a major catastrophe if we don't get some rain. Now, I do suspect that they can control the weather to a certain degree. I know they're trying to with the chemtrails. That's what that's all about. They're trying to control our weather. They're trying to blot out the sun. Remember, Bill Gates said he wanted to blot out the sun. Well, it's his money up there we're looking at, making our skies white. And as I record this, I'm looking out my window and seeing these white skies. And it breaks my heart because it's happening right in front of us. And we have all these willing people that will sell their soul for money that are flying these jets that are spraying us with this chemical. And of course, the chemical comes down to the ground and then it poisons the earth. And who knows what it does to the plants and what it does to the animals and what it does to us. I do know that on heavy spraying days, there are a pretty large group of people that absolutely suffer. They can smell the chemical. They can taste it. Gives them headaches. Gives them insomnia. Gives them all sorts of allergy symptoms. So I know it's very real. But what I'm trying to tip you off about is I think we're going to have a food shortage just for the fact that we have this massive drought. Most people are familiar with the butterfly effect. That a large event can start with just the flutter of a butterfly wing. Well, I know this for a fact. If we don't get any rain, the grass isn't going to grow. If the grass doesn't grow, there's no pasture for the cows. If there's no pasture for the cows, all the cows will be sold. And the cows that are sold will be slaughtered. And so there'll be a glut of meat on the market for a while. But I don't think they'll lower the price. But then after that, we're going to have food shortages. Because we're definitely going to have a beef shortage if this drought continues. And we have a lot of dry land farms. And the dry land farms aren't going to produce as much. Now, just an example. Two years ago, we had a drought, not this bad, but one that was still very noticeable. And I went and put up hay, and I put up exactly one half of what I normally put up. But it cost me the same amount of money to go over the ground. 
It costs you the same amount of fuel per acre whether you get one stem of a plant or whether you get tons of it. It pretty much costs the same. The only cost savings I had was in the hauling of the hay because I didn't have as much to haul. But getting back on point, I think that if you do not have a food supply, I think that you're really gambling right now. Now, several shows back, I talked about a method that I use that if you use something, the next time you go to a grocery store, you buy two of that item. Well, that's what I've been doing for several months. And when I started this, I had several months of food stored away. Now I have several more months of food stored away. I'm probably up to five to six months in my supply. And I get groceries again next week. And so my supply is actually going to grow. And so even if you have a supply of survival food, I still think you should take note of what you're using. And when you use it, write it down. Then when you go to the grocery store, buy two of that item. So you just double up on everything that you use. You can buy what you normally buy to store away, which most people do that. But if you actually are using it, then that means that you need more of it. Instead of storing away food that you really don't like, you're better off to have more food of the things that you actually use. And that system is working very well for me. I know that many people rely on food pantries and neighborhood food drives and things where they can stand in line and get some food that is maybe excess food that maybe a truck is overloaded, so they have to empty some of their freight out. Some of that gets donated to charity and it gets distributed. Don't count on that to bail you out in this situation. Because first, if there's a food shortage, there'll be shortages in the local food giveaway as well. That's the first point. The second point is society has changed. It's no longer the 1930s where people will stand in line for a loaf of bread or a bowl of soup and then get their product and leave and go home. Right now, there's a mindset in this world to take what you want, regardless of who it hurts. And so I can imagine someone standing in a food line for hours, getting their loaf of bread, walking about 10 feet and have someone beat you over the head and steal your bread. I think that's a real possibility. And I think that if you're in food lines, I think you're in, I think that makes you very vulnerable in lots of ways. Now, where I truly support the idea of local food banks and the free food giveaway, I think those are vital. I think that you should not rely on that and not have that as your backup plan. Have that as your only last resort. So I'd stock up on what you can right now. Because if the information that I've gotten is true, the butterfly effect is going to be so massive that it's going to totally wipe out an awful lot of families that aren't prepared. And you don't want to be among those families that are not prepared. Even if you have a week or two of food, 
That's better than nothing. And I think every family should plan for shortages. In this country, we're spoiled. Most of the world experiences all sorts of inflation and shortages and things on a regular basis. And so they kind of know the ropes. They know how to get through this. People in North America have genuinely been spared that for the most part for the last hundred or so years. And I guess what I'm trying to say is we're kind of spoiled. And we can tell ourselves, well, that'll never happen here all day long. But if that's what you're telling yourself and you believe that and you're not prepared, you're taking a gigantic risk, not only for you, but your whole family. So I really think it's time for people to get serious about at least having 30 days worth of food. But like I say, a week is better than nothing. And once again, I have to tell people, please don't hoard. I'm not talking about hoarding. I'm just talking about being prepared. But the ultimate preparation, if you're a prepper, is to get right with God. Because what good is it to prep to live a while longer on this earth and totally neglect eternity? And so while you're prepping for a food shortage or an energy shortage, you should also prepare spiritually. Because in the big scheme of things, that's what really matters, our relationship with God. And I do know that God has given us the full armor of God, that we can put it on. And I want you to notice that all of the armor of God faces forward, not backward. So in my opinion, that's God's way of saying that he wants us to face our problems. And he'll be there to help. So we have to put on that full armor of God. And we need to walk steadily and confidently into whatever's coming. Because if God be for us, then who could be against us? And so while you're prepping, don't only gather food supplies. Gather things in the spirit realm. Build your faith. Grow that. Spend more time in God's word. Spend more time being still and listening for God's voice. Because ultimately, the only thing that's going to get us through this mess is Almighty God. I realized when this scamdemic is what I'm going to call it now, I bought into it for about two weeks that it was a real pandemic. But they say hindsight's twenty twenty, and now I see the big picture. I know that we've been had. But I realized within the first 30 days that what was going on was spiritual, that we were actually seeing spiritual warfare played out on this earth. And so instead of relying on governments or food pantries, it's time to rely on Almighty God. Because God is ultimately in control. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. And thank you so much, Jim. And he'll be right back in just a few moments. Before we go to our break, I just want to 
share a few thoughts with you and a few things going on in the background. I really appreciate the emails you send and the information you send me. So many of you take the time to write. You go to the website. Some do it by regular U.S. mail, and I appreciate it so much. Your support for keeping this radio ministry on the air means more to me and it humbles me with every letter that comes. And I know that not everybody can support the program. That's fine. I, I understand it. You know, I, I am retired and, and I'm not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. And so I understand what it's like to deal with this inflationary time that we are living in. Believe me, my wife and I, we, we've watched the grocery prices skyrocket, gasoline prices, other prices keep going up. And even in our household budget, we're having to do everything in our power to, to reduce our consumption of everything. One of the reasons we're going to be making some significant changes in our life is in response to what I believe God is telling his people to do to be prepared for a different time, a different place, even, even a different way as we will gather for church at some point. The pandemic proved one thing to me. Churches that thought everything could go on just as it always was without interruption, well, they learned the hard way that mayors like Lori Lightfoot in Chicago and governors like Galvin Newsom and you name it in other, especially blue states, your church is shut down. You can't gather. You can't meet. And how many churches shut down never to reopen again? How do we as Christians stay connected? Well, that's part of the reason I do this radio program. And there's some other things that God has just been laying on my heart that need to be done to help us be prepared for a different time and a different place than we have known in our lifetimes. It's not unique to the world. There have been many times of trials and tribulations and the church under persecution, the church pushed underground, the church pushed out of sight, yet the fellowship of believers continued. And so God is laying some things on my heart in that regard. Now, if you believe in this radio ministry, would you help pay for the airtime? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, mailing address 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. And the box number is number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. The zip code is 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to ponder with Bob Beerman. The root of goodness. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Psalm 37 verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Well, it's so perfect. It's so right. It sums up a great theological truth in the New Testament. Believe and do good. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. See, if you don't believe, you can't do good. And if you do believe, you have to do good. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith are empty. Work out your salvation because it's God who is at work with you. Trust in the Lord and do good. See, if you don't trust, it doesn't matter what else you, you say, you're not going to be able to do good. 
You know, trust, believe, and then act on your faith. Don't try to do good without believing. Don't try to force it. Don't just believe and then try not apply your faith to action. Let every work come from faith and let your faith work. There's an old hymn that goes, trust and obey, because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Well, real simple, but real profound. Believe the word, then act on the word. Trust and do good. Believe God's love, then let it become works of love. Believe God's promise, then act on his promise. Believe God's mercy, then do works of mercy. So the key to abundant life is very simple. Believe his word and then just do it. Try it today. Just truly believe. And then take that faith into your life with real faith actions and see what happens. Keep it simple. Trust in the Lord and do good. Even more simple, trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Want more? Ask for the fruitful bow. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's warning uses directed can revolutionize your walk for victory. Also, the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave you the gospel. Imagine you could blanket this planet with the gospel for salvation. Well, you can through shortwave radio, the farthest way you can ever touch the lost. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Believe and do. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Haderech, the way. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of this edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back soon with another great edition of Truth to Ponder. I do appreciate all the folks who have written. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can contact Bob Bierman and he'll simply forward that to me. And Bob's email address is bob at truthtoponder.com. Bob at truthtoponder.com. And don't forget to visit Bob Behrman's website. And the address for that website is truthtoponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. There's lots of great information on that site. And I think it's really worth your time to give it a visit. In this half of Truth to Ponder, I have several questions that I want you to ponder. What skills do you have that you can offer to other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? What skills do you have that can help further the kingdom of God? All of us have skills, and all of those skills were given to us by Almighty God. Now, do you suppose God gave us the talents that we have just for our own personal use? Or do you think that God has given you 
your intelligence, your talents, your skills for a reason. Now, in my way of thinking, God gives us the skills and talents that not only we need, but also that the kingdom of God needs. And I think right now we're living in a time where we have to really examine ourselves real deep as to what assets we have. And even if you don't think you have any skills or any assets, I'm going to tell you right now that you're wrong. Everyone on this planet has skills and assets. There is not one child of God anywhere that's unessential. We're all part of the same body. And just like a body has fingernails and a brain and hair and so forth and so on, there's really not one part that's more important than another. Like with the body, you could say, well, the heart and the brain are the most important parts. Well, what good is a heart without any blood? And what good is blood without any oxygen? You see how that's connected? So it doesn't matter what skill set you have. It is essential in the eyes of God. And I think it's time we all self-examined ourselves as to what skill sets God has given us. And if you're having trouble figuring that out, simply go to God and, and ask Him to reveal to you your purpose. I truly feel that He will reveal that to you. Now, some people do know their purpose. My purpose was revealed to me many years ago. I was put on this earth for one reason, and that's to encourage. And so I never miss an opportunity to encourage somebody. If I see someone doing a good job, I will say, good job. I never miss an opportunity to try to build people up and bolster them. Because we have a world that is nothing but destruction. Now the reason for that is Satan. Satan is not a creator, he's a destroyer. And it's so easy to be destroyed, and so easy to destroy, and so hard to build. It might take you six months or more to build your house, but it might take it less than an hour to burn down. So being on the destructive end is being on the easy end of the scale. Being on the creative and building end of things is the hard part. But that's where God wants us. God wants us building. God wants us creating. God wants us to stand the gap for other brothers and sisters. That's one of the main reasons that there is a body of Christ that is supposed to be united. That's the reason that God is bringing together his remnant, his bride, is to be united. And there's so many ways that we can be united right now. Because we live in a world of division. Everything of the world and of Satan is trying to divide right now. Divide us by skin color, by gender, by national origin. It doesn't make any difference. 
They're trying to slice us up and divide us into little groups. We need to resist that with all we have. And the remnant needs to come together. And we need to use our skills and our mental capacity that God has given us. And we need to devote that to the kingdom of God. And one way you can do that is to be a blessing to other brothers and sisters. Do your best to see the need and fill that need. Because God did give you the skills to do that. And I was talking about the butterfly effect. What kind of a butterfly effect would we have if all Christians would start standing the gap for each other? And to start truly helping each other and seeing their needs and truly helping each other by being there when needed. The butterfly effect would be massive. And I think a positive frame of mind and a positive goal directed towards serving the kingdom of God is the best path to take right now. Right now, all over this entire world, you can feel the spirit of Satan. It's everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's something satanic that you can find. But the good news is, is the Spirit of God is everywhere as well. And it's much brighter and bigger and stronger than anything that Satan has to offer. But Satan is the father of the lie, and he's great at deception. And so what Satan has is a little pile of sand, and he's presenting it as a mountain. And he's so well at presenting that little pile of sand as a mountain that a lot of people think it is a mountain. They think it's big. Where what God has to offer is a mountain. But we have Satan whispering in our ear, lying to us, telling us that his pile of sand is the mountain, that God has no mountain. Satan is telling us that he is the ruler of this world. Satan is telling us to follow him. And unfortunately, there's many people listening to that. But I'm here to tell you today that Satan's mountain is nothing but a little pile of sand compared to God's huge granite mountain. So we need to call Satan what he is, a liar. We need to tell Satan to get behind us. We need to expose him for what he is. There's an awful lot of people deceived right now. Satan has really gotten people's ear, and he's told many people many lies. And unfortunately, many of the people have believed those lies. We can reach as many of those people as we can. We can use our skills and talents to communicate with as many people who will hear. But the Bible is very clear that the only people that will hear are the ones that have ears to hear, and the only ones who will see are the ones that have eyes to see. And I truly feel that God gives people the ears to hear and the eyes to see. And so there are many out there that you can explain to them exactly what's going on and tell them who is instigating all the problems they see. 
and they still won't believe you because they have neither eyes to see nor ears to hear. And the only thing you can do for those is to pray to God that he opens their eyes and opens their ears. And you can pray that these people are receptive to God opening their eyes and their ears. Other than that, I'm not sure what we can do. But there are many out there that are hurting. They're suffering because of what Satan is doing to their world, to their communities, and to them. And many of these people who are hurting do have eyes to see and ears to hear. But they're seeing so much evil and hearing so much evil that that's got them distracted from what they need to be seeing and hearing from God. And it's those people that we need to reach out to. We need to encourage them. We need to love them. We need to let them know that God loves them. Sometimes all it takes is a smile and a kind word. And if that's your talent, if you have a beautiful smile and you have a cheerful disposition, you know how rare that is right now? That is truly another gift of God. Now more than ever, we need to practice the golden rule, which largely right now is being ignored by society in general. The Bible refers to those who follow Christ as peculiar. And what that word means to me is that we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. We're supposed to be special. We're supposed to be different from those who follow Satan. So being peculiar, to me, means not going along with the rest of the world, who is simply going along with their master, Satan. Now I know there's deeper meanings to that word as well. But at face value, I think being a peculiar people is a people that stand up for each other, stand up for right, stand up for good, and use the talents and skills we have to help each other. I think that will show us to be a peculiar people in this planet of greed, in this planet of deceit and destruction. In my lifetime, I have never seen so much greed. In my lifetime, I haven't seen so much open hostility to Almighty God, to where people are mocking God in public, to where people are worshiping Satan in public, mocking God and mocking God's children. I know that that's been that way through the ages. There's always been those who have mocked and always those who have served their father, Satan. We've always had that element of people. But right now, that element of people is not only in charge. They're flaunting their resistance to God. As a matter of fact, some of these elites are claiming to be gods or claiming that they're trying to make themselves gods. And when I think of these people, I can only think of one word, and that's pathetic. How pathetic these people are that think that they are equal to or greater than Almighty God. Talk about people who are delusional. These elites that we have that are trying to change the world, they're probably the most deluded people in the history of the world.
And unfortunately, they're in charge of many aspects of the world. And in the first part of the show, I talked about man-made food shortages and man-made fuel issues as far as shortages and inflation and so forth with fuel and other goods. The people who are contriving all of this are the same ones that are claiming that they are gods or that their system of things will end up making mankind gods. But when they say they're trying to make mankind gods, they're not talking about you or me. They're talking about them, the elites. These people are truly Satan's agents on earth today. And I'm not sure if the Antichrist walks the earth right now. I would suspect that the Antichrist probably does. I'm not sure of that. That's just a feeling. But this person hasn't been revealed yet. But I really feel that all of these man-made disasters as far as food shortages and pandemics and things like that is all here for one reason. That's not only to usher in the quote-unquote New World Order, but to give us a savior amongst these elites, the person that will become the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist is going to come to us offering solutions and offering us salvation here on this earth. So many will be deceived by the Antichrist. And so we have to understand as Christians, when such a person does expose themselves as to who they are, we have to resist with everything we have. But I think most Christians already know that. The world is not a nice place right now. And throughout history, the world's never been really a nice place since the fall of Adam and Eve. There's been all sorts of evil that have happened since Cain and Abel. But we as Christians can still stand the gap for each other and help each other through this world. And we need to turn our focus onto Almighty God and His plan for us while we're on this planet. I know personally, I have a massive amount of faith. And I know that God is firmly in control. And in these troubling times, we must have faith in the Lord. For in that is our refuge. So day by day, do whatever it takes to try to help build your faith. Try to be around other people of faith. Attend Bible studies. Or start a Bible study. I think we need to help stand a gap for each other by helping each other bolster our faith. Because this world right now is doing everything in its power to take all of our faith away or to ridicule our faith so we'll end up walking away from our faith because we're afraid to be ridiculed. It's time to take the fear out of being a Christian, being afraid of what they think and what they might say. First of all, who are they? And the bigger question is what power do they have over us in our faith? Well, the answer to that's simple. They only have the power that we give them. 
So we need to quit giving these people the power to try to make us feel like we're trying to make us feel like that we don't belong. Of course, we already know we don't belong in this world, but it's a human trait to want to be accepted, to want to be loved. And when the people of the world reject us, it does hurt. That's one reason I think that all the brothers and sisters need to get together and they need to at least form a buddy system to where they can actually talk amongst themselves about their faith and what it means to them. It used to be that everyone talked about their faith openly because everyone seemed to have faith. And if everyone didn't have faith, it still seemed like everyone wanted to have faith. But now if you say that you have faith in God, you'll get odd looks and you might get some comments that are not necessarily nice. That's how far the world has fallen. That's how much the world has started to listen to Satan in his lies. I really do think it's time to break away from the people who I'm going to consider hopeless as far as being reached by mankind. Now, nobody's hopeless in the eyes of God. God could reach anyone for any reason at any time. But we're not gods, and so we don't have that ability. If people want to reject God, and they want to reject us because we believe in God, there's not a whole lot we can do about it except pray and give the situation to God. But I want to state one more time. We have skills. We have abilities. And we have the Spirit of God and the power of God behind us. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the A-team. It's time for us as Christians to start acting like we're part of the A-team. Well, it's been my pleasure coming before the great audience of Truth to Ponder again. And I truly hope that you got something from my message today. I really appreciate Bob Bierman allowing me to guest host. Bob Bierman has been such a blessing in my life that I can't tell you how good of a man Bob Bierman is, that he is a very good man, and he serves a very great God. And I do appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. And if you believe in Truth to Ponder, if you believe in Bob Bierman's mission and would like to help him, I would ask that you tell your friends and neighbors about Truth to Ponder. Tell people about this program. And if you would like to financially support this ministry, your donations would be greatly appreciated. You can donate by check, money order, or cash. You would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Clearview, Florida, 
one word, Clearview, Florida. The zip code is 32536. 32536. And your support is genuinely appreciated. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I'd like to thank Bob Behrman again for having me guest host. I do appreciate it. This hour always goes by so fast. And I really do enjoy coming to you with these programs. And so until the next time I'm behind this microphone, everyone, be safe. Be proactive. Really ask yourself what you can do to help further the kingdom of God and to help God's children right now. Be well, but most of all, replace fear with faith. And once again, while I have a moment, I want to thank you, Jim, for for being such a wonderful friend, especially during this very busy time for my wife and I. We are, well, between travel and other things that need to get done. These past couple of weeks have been really stressful. And we covet your prayers more than you will ever, ever know. I feel kind of inadequate right now because I've not been able to put the kind of time and effort into to doing this daily radio program as I normally would. It's just been Well, just understand, uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. I don't travel as well as I used to. And there's so many things that we needed to get done before we could get ready to go on and head north to see what opportunities God has for us ministry-wise. And so that's why I say your prayers are coveted at this time. If you're a regular listener to this radio program, you understand a couple of things. Part of this ministry is not just giving you news you can use and things you don't hear anywhere else. It's also to do something that most radio programs that deal with politics and pandemics and all of it, I want to give you some hope. This program is not all about just bad news. We try to bring you hope and solutions during these very tumultuous times. If you listen by radio, let me know what station you listen to. It means the world to me right now. I need to know. Shortwave radio, podcast, whatever the case may be, you can send me an email at bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Jim was so kind to give you the address to, to help us out here financially at the radio program. You can find that mailing address also at our website and even other ways you can help support. And until we gather again, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.